following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, the show is Inside Twins. Welcome to a big Sunday of baseball here all across our network. We've got Inside Twins and then the Adana Realty pregame lineup card and then Cleveland in town as Sam Henches makes his return to Target Field. Uh, first time pitching here since leading the Moundsview Mustangs to a state championship over Eden Prairie seven years ago as the Twins wrap up a homestand. Rocco Baldelli is our guest on Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. A little bit of an odd situation, Rocco, as we head into a Sunday with no game yesterday. Uh, there was all sorts of uh, spooky looking clouds in the area. The decision is made to to, to knock that game out. So much goes into that. And I just wonder how uh, central are you in those conversations? Because I would think first and foremost, your thoughts are Kenta Maeda. Uh, not only Kenta, but the, the starter on the other side. But in terms of the fastidious nature of their preparation and their warm up and trying to keep arms healthy, uh, how are you involved in all of the decision making that's swirling around a day like yesterday? Yeah, Chris, um, this is uh, something that we deal with, obviously, from time to time. And when weather rolls in, um, there's a there really is a lot going on in a short period of time for us. And uh, the number one consideration, as you said, starting pitcher, Kenta Maeda is getting getting ready. Um, he has, as do most starting pitchers, very long preparation um, you know, uh, different things they do in the training room, uh, mental prep. Uh, Kenta gets here exceptionally early, uh, you know, many, many hours before the game, uh, wants to go over all of his scouting reports, wants to do all of his physical prep too. So uh, anyway, um, normally we need to know something as far as what's going on, uh, you know, 45 plus minutes before, uh, a decision has to be made on, on a, on a game or, or a game time. Um, so we start there and, uh, you know, we, we generally start working through, you know, different scenarios. You know, what happens if this happens? What happens if we start? Uh, we go one or two or three innings. We're playing uh, the kind of the, the, the weather map. Um, I'm just I am one part of it. Uh, yes, we have decisions to make and we will make those those calls. Um, but we also are talking continually with uh, MLB. Uh, we are talking with um our stadium ops group here, uh, Matt Hoy and, and group uh, going over uh, the weather. We have the the what I call the double secret uh, weather maps that you know we we don't get on uh, Accu Weather or whatever it's called. Um, so anyway, we're we're kind of balancing all that out, and we try to make the best decision for uh, what we need to do. And also, you know, the the, the twins on the business side and the front office side um, will kind of lead us in in the directions. Uh, that kind of the options that we have and, and how we're going to play this out. Uh, I don't know if one person is ultimately making, um, you know, every one of these calls, but we, we have a conversation about it. And then uh, we ultimately do what's best. Last night, you know, we ended up in a spot where uh, we didn't think we were going to be able to get this game in and uh, probably not even close to the, to the whole game and with the steady rain coming. So uh, you never know. We're dealing with weather. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how it plays out today with a few sprinkles in the air too. So as soon as the decision gets made, a lot of us, we just finish up, we go home. You guys immediately have to turn the page to, 
okay, when's Kenta going to throw? How much did he get into his routine today? Who are we playing next? At what point then do you need to inform him, inform Jay Happ, kind of what you're going to do with your pitching? Yeah, so Wes Johnson's going to be key with that almost every time. Um, he's going to have uh, everything mapped out with every possible scenario going forward. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the days to come, but what we do know is uh, how we can line our guys up in the best possible way. And sometimes that is just pushing everyone, including the starter on that particular day, back one more day and just stay uh, stay as is. And other times it's not. And uh, last night um, we were kind of talking, or yesterday we were kind of talking through uh, what we wanted to do if we did happen to get uh, get banged. And uh, we decided that we were going to actually um, bump Kento one more day. We were going to have Jay Happ make his regularly scheduled start um, and go from there. And uh, it's going to depend on the schedule, who you're facing and who your pitchers are. Yeah, I mean, the White Sox crush left-handed pitching. They've done it all year long. They've seen Happ twice, Maeda coming off an injury. So it would seem that the fusion of those two elements would have made this decision easier than maybe some of them. Yeah, I would say so. It, it, it kind of worked out. Uh, it worked out just fine for us. We were OK. Um, you know, another thing to consider, too, when pitchers start ramping up and they start getting really focused for a game uh, and they're they're through, you know, three quarters of their prep and uh, and all of that. And then you kind of pull the game away from them because of weather. Um, it's not always the worst thing to give that guy an extra day. Some guys are perfectly fine going right into the following day. But uh, giving giving someone a day to regroup and then show back up uh, the day after that uh, works great, too. Yeah, Jay Happ will be ready to go today against a Cleveland club here, a chance for the Twins to end up taking two of three in this series. Now, Rocco, later on Inside Twins today, because you do talk to the media every single day and, and, and you get asked a lot of the same questions over and over again. We're not going to wear you out on who's injured or who's doing rehab or things of that nature. I do want to talk later in our segment, too, about just kind of what the day of a manager looks like and all the different things that go into your day before we see you on the Zoom and before you end up in the dugout. But to wrap up this first segment i'm going to circle back all the way to last week derek falvey was on and was awesome and enlightening as always and i asked him about an analogy that that had actually made a year ago the windows open with this club and then this new wave of younger players the kirloffs the larnicks would be like a second window because of situations some of them beyond your control you've end up merging the two windows a little bit together that looks different from the front office seat than maybe from the dugout level seat, because you have to be worried about nine innings today. You can't completely be focused on uh, the concentric circles of today, next year, and five years down the road. What has that been like for you watching the fusion of young talent and this next wave with the existing already successful core of players? Yeah. Uh, I mean, our first job here is to, is to come out, um, play hard and win baseball games. Uh, that is really what our focus is on, on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, but it is exciting to see uh, a group of young, uh, very talented uh, young men, you know, come on in here uh, and, and show what they can do and establish themselves and show the talent that we know they had. But it's one thing to, like I say, sometimes it's one thing to discuss talent and uh, project someone to do. It's another thing to watch them on the big league uh, field, go out there and uh, and succeed and go hit and go get guys out and miss bats and things like that. Um, so seeing our guys come up in, in a little bit of a, uh, we got to, we have a bunch of them now this isn't, you know, one guy, uh, you know, two, two young players coming up. Um, this is a good portion of our team that is coming up and, and showing us what we have 
for the future. And then I think we can we can also make better decisions now because we're getting a chance to see what all of these guys can do. And that's going to allow us to move forward in the direction that we want. Yeah, future, present, kind of merging together all at one time, and it's a fun process to watch with players. All right, we'll take a break. The show is Inside Twins. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. When we come back, we'll find out all the stuff that goes on in Rocco's day before he ever hears play ball. That's coming up right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. We get a lot of great guests here on Inside Twins, and whether they're front office, whether uh, it's Rocco the manager, whether it's uh, somebody talking about the draft, everybody has different areas of, of expertise and different perspectives, which makes it a super fun show. Rocco, you have a incredibly unique perspective because there's only one manager for any given team. There's only 30 of, you, 30 of you in the entire world right now doing this job. You pop on a Zoom with the media for a typical 7 o'clock home game around 4 o'clock. A lot happens before 4 o'clock. There are medical people. There are the players. There is front office. There is your staff that you have to confer with. You have to get a lineup. Um, the, the other team, who you're playing, all of that. I know it's not clean and succinct and just check the boxes on a day-to-day basis, but what is a typical, it's a Tuesday night, it's 7 o'clock home game, when does your day start, and, and kind of who are some of the, the people you meet along the way? Yeah, I, I've never really written this down in list form, so let's let's try to do this together, okay, Chris? Um, you know, it really starts kind of, uh, I guess, painting the picture for that the night before, when, you know, I normally I, I would have a tough time winding down, you know, I, I can't necessarily go to sleep directly, you know, right after getting home. And uh, sometimes I get home, you know, 11, 1130, 12, whenever you, you really don't know what time you're going to get uh, back and, uh, you know, put your feet up for a second. But um, I do have to sleep at night. And, and that is one thing that a lot of people in the job that I have, I know around the league, friends of mine, they do not sleep at all. I, I have to sleep. If I don't sleep, I'm not going to be able to function. So um, if I go to bed at, uh, at two, I might wake up at, uh, you know, get out of bed at, at 10 or 1030 or something like that uh, and get moving. Um, I do start with a nice cup of coffee. Yep, Allie makes gotta me stop nice with coffee. Coffee yeah. has to be one. That's, that's <laughs> it. So we grind some beans. We, we're, we're, we're coffee kind of nuts and we have about 15 different uh, kinds of coffee. But, it, you know, it does start with... Um, First of all, saying you don't know what's going to come on any given day. That's really one of the main uh, points that I guess uh, making clear um, at first kind of makes sense. Uh, but the, the texts kind of start rolling in. And again, you don't know what they're going to be about. A lot of the times they're transactions. They are, you know, guys that are got medical updates, guys that are hurt, getting as much information as, as I can on anything going on. Uh, whether that's from the training staff or Dustin Morse on the communication side or Mike Herman or Hot Rod or obviously Derek Thad, Jeremy Zoll, Daniel Adler, those guys. Um, so that's where it kind of starts and stuff is always happening before we all get to the field. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll probably roll over to the field about one, maybe one, one fifteen, something like that. And uh, once I normally get to the field, I generally have a plan of going for a jog for about a half hour at some point. It, it happens occasionally because most of the other, <laughs> most of the other times it's normally a, a nice steady roll of, of, um, you know, guys, you're got men up. and women coming, you know, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be anyone, you know, popping in. And there's, there's always a conversation going on because we have a room full of, uh, of, of players and they all have different things going on 
in their lives. And some of these things are baseball related. Uh, some of them are, uh, you know, health related. Some of them are family related, uh, you know, off the field, on the field. And uh, you end up with this kind of uh, cycle of, of everyone coming in and out um, with a with a thought or a question or an idea or just popping in to, you know, see what's going on. And I think a big part of uh, the job that that I get to do right now is um, connecting with everyone. And, you know, I feel like it is my responsibility to make sure everyone's doing um, well, and, and everything is, is good and we are rolling and things are going smoothly, uh, all the way around. And, uh, that, that's kind of the way, uh, that it goes. There's not, you know, uh, it's not the same exact faces at the same exact times, um, every single day, but I might end up spending, uh, a half hour with, with one set of guys, uh, you know, a couple of the players might pop in. And again, it, it normally is continual. And uh, once in a while, we get that run in. Uh, but that kind of leads you all the way to the middle of the day where you're getting to uh, right around that time uh, in the media room with the Zoom room and, and you roll into there. But uh, there's a thousand different examples of things that could happen in that time during the, that time between about one and four. You mentioned the texting and that certainly has helped, right? Because it, it helps. And lifestyle wise, life balance wise, sometimes maybe it hurts because you're never off duty. You're always getting this information, but at least you're prepared when you get to the ballpark. But for you, one of your great skills is your ability to connect with people uh, human to human in person. How important is it for a lot of that swirling circular carousel in and out of your office to happen in person, to happen face to face? Is that a big part of it for you? Well, you, for us, we, we need to have most of that happening. Um, live and in person and face to face. And, uh, you know, when we're home, of course, we're going to, we're going to jump on the phone. We're going to, we're going to chat, but we spend a lot of our time here. This is basically our second home. And, uh, uh you know, a lot of us, we, we might spend more time here than we do actually in our, in our home. So, uh, but a lot of the conversations we're having are important. They're important to the players and the staff. And, um, you know, when, especially when there's something, uh, um, you know, personal going on and things like that. Th those, those things are as important, more important to me than, um, you know, sometimes what we're doing out on the field and things like that. And, and just making sure that, uh, you know, every one of our players is, is happy. And like I said, their, their families are doing well and everyone's comfortable and there's nothing, uh, you know, grand going on. That's, that's distracting them from being able to come to the field uh, and just play baseball. Th those are things that are that are especially important to me and to our staff here. Um, and and we work hard to to make sure that uh, uh, you know our our clubhouse is in the best possible shape it can be. And and the clubhouse matters. That that's one thing that you learn at this level. You want this to be. Um, you know, we talk about a second home. We want those guys to be able to relax when they step into that clubhouse. Do you find now in your third year in this job, and this is something other managers have told me that the better you get at this job, the further away you get from the hands-on baseball teaching aspect that often drew you to this job in the first place? Yeah, some, sometimes um, that can happen and for long stretches of time. And what, what you, you do learn is that um, when you're trying to have, like you said, all those conversations firsthand, face-to-face, -face, connecting with everyone in the best possible way, um, you, you end up not on the field. Uh, I love being on the field. It was something that I kind of saw happening very early on in this job where I would kind of look up and go, you know, 
where the heck did this day just go? And then you realize every day goes like that. Um, but the one thing that I do try to do is I do make the best attempt I can every day to get on the field for batting practice, uh, get out there. Um, sometimes it's taking a lap around the field and checking in with everyone. Uh, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, tapping someone on the back of the button saying, you know, what's going on. And, and usually the answer is not much, but that's okay. Just in case there is something going on, you know, you go out there, uh, and do it. And I, I think that's one thing that uh, I'll, I'll always try to do um, in this role, because it's a good time when everyone basically everyone is together out there on the field uh, and we're getting some stuff done. That's uh, the voice of Rocco Baldelli. And sometimes it's just nice to have someone ask you, uh, you know, whatever your role is, however things are going for you, even if nothing's going on, just to have somebody ask and go a long way. That's Rocco Baldelli talking about uh, the day-to-day life of being a big league manager. We'll take a break. Part of that life is one final segment of Inside Twins, and it's coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. Final segment here on Inside Twins as we prepare for the Adana Realty pregame lineup card. And then we move on into baseball as Rocco Baldelli's Twins hosting Cleveland. Jay Happ versus Sam Hentges today here at Target Field as the Twins in the stretch of games against the American League Central. And Rocco, we've talked about it ad nauseum. I know you and Corey addressed it, but uh, really considering where the club is in the win-loss column right now, you couldn't ask for more than the chance to play your division head-to-head for essentially the next month straight to figure out exactly how things are going to shake out. Yeah, we've been looking for uh, a good opportunity to go out there against these these clubs, uh, teams we know very well. We're very familiar with them, and and we have to go out there in this stretch and and put up some wins. I mean, we've got to go out there and play well and 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 beat up, uh, you know, on the opposition. And uh, you know, there's one thing. You know, we always focus on playing well. We focus on trying to hit the ball hard, making a good pitch, and executing, making the plays defensively. Um, we always, uh, you know, say, and rightfully so, if we do those things, we're going to win a lot of ball games. Um, that's what we have to do in the clubhouse uh, to get ourselves centered and to get ourselves ready to go out there and do our jobs in the best possible way. The truth of the matter also is we're at the point in our, in our season where those things either lead to the wins that we need at this point, um, or if they don't, uh, we're not going to have enough wins at the end of the year. So, you know, ultimately those, those things do have to come together, um, you know, at, at some point in the near future for us to go. And this is a good time for it to be happening because, uh, you know, we, we are going to be playing these teams, the, these, uh, these wins and losses, they all matter, but these are going to matter uh, in particularly, and uh, we have to go out there and now prove it. Yeah, as you mentioned, you trust the process to lead to the result. If you get the process correctly, the result theoretically should come. Unusual spot for you because for the better part of the last decade, you've been waking up, working for being on teams at the top of the standings, including the last couple of years. Is it a little bit different fight having to kind of climb your way up the ladder at this point of a season for you? Chris, I, I, I think if you've been in the game long enough, you kind of you see a lot of different things. And I feel like... Uh, you know, this is like year 21 or 22 for me, but I, I have seen a lot. I was with teams that uh, uh, lost a heck of a lot more than the games <laughs> we're losing now. Um, and I know what that feels like to show up every day and still try to do your best, uh, uh, you know, and, and maybe be fighting a losing battle at times. But um, I've also been fortunate enough to see uh, what it looks like on the on the good end and uh, on the winning end, too. So, um, you know, what, what you learn is, you know, uh, you, you don't know what's going to happen going forward. All, all you can do is, is just try to put yourself in the best possible uh, position, you know, surround yourself, 
uh, and your players with very good people and, and, and people that are going to help them. Um, and then let the guys go out there and, uh, and do what they do, uh, prepared, uh, you know, ready and, and go out there and do their jobs. So that's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to do what we know we're going to do, um, you know, what, uh, what we think is best. Um, and, and you know what, we have good talented players and, and some of these guys are not only going to play well, but they're going to continue, continue to improve. Um, especially these young guys we've been talking about it's, it's actually very, it's fun for us to be able to put these guys out there on the field and watch them grow. Now, you're going to get to watch him grow here today against Sam Hentges. Jay Happ will be on the mound on your side, and it should be a great tussle between uh, the Minnesota Twins and Cleveland here at Target Field. Rocco, as always, we appreciate your time. We appreciate the insight into kind of all of the things that happen behind the curtain before you ever step out into the light at Target Field on a given day, and we hope that you can uh, get through that muddle today and get out on Target Field and enjoy nine good innings of baseball from your club. Have fun out there today. Thank you, Chris. All right, that's Rocco Baldelli, our guest here on Inside Twins. Again, we're just getting started. Big day of baseball here across our network and at Target Field. The Adina Realty a pregame lineup card is coming up next, and we'll spin from that right into first pitch from J-Hap as Minnesota entertains Cleveland, and it's all coming up right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.